Welcome, Blessed Mama Bosses. Today is a very special podcast for me personally. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm smiling from uh, ear to ear because I truly believe in having mentors in your life. And sometimes you have mentors that don't even know they're your mentor. Like you don't even know that this person, you know, or they that person doesn't even know that you're listening to their podcast or listening to their books or taking their courses. And Vicki is one of those people for me. So I'm so excited for you guys to meet Vicki Gould today. And for me to get to meet her face-to-face is so exciting for me as well, because I have actually taken Vicki's course this last fall on, um, and we'll give you all of her information too, guys, don't worry. But I've taken her course on sound healing and how to be able to do it myself to heal not only myself and bring myself peace and regulate my nervous system and feel better, but also I've been able to use what I've learned on my mom who is struggling right now with multiple myeloma and constant pain. I've been able to use it on my husband on special date nights that we've had. It's really brought such a cool connection for the two of us. And starting this year in 2023, my goal is to start hosting once a month events for other women in my local area using this. And some of you guys have maybe seen and you've reached out to me and I'm so thankful on my TikTok, on my Instagram. I've been trying to share little snips of me doing sound healing. And so I wanted to have Vicki on here today so you guys could learn a little bit more because Vicki, as I introduce you, I know that there's a lot of people in my community that are Christian, that are faith-based, and they probably feel like I did three years ago, thinking that this would be too new agey, too uh, out there, right? Too in the mystical world for them to be able to do and still feel strong in their faith, which is so far from the truth. I mean, this is all actually science-based, but I'm so excited for you to share today, Vicki, because you do it in such an amazing way. And what you don't even realize is I learned so much going through your course, but I also felt so much more secure. And I feel like my sound healing sessions are so much deeper now because I have that faith and belief that what I'm doing is totally fine alongside my faith. So I'm so excited to have you on here today, Vicki Gold. So instead of me introducing you, why don't you tell this community, who are you and how did you get started in this space? Yeah, well, gosh, thanks for the great introduction. And I'm so excited to hear all about how your sound baths go and sharing more about this. And I love your date nights. I'm thinking, gosh, I should do that with my husband too. We've talked about this many times how he doesn't get to experience it nearly as much as I do and and my listeners and my community. And I feel like that's bad because he lives in the same house as I do. Yeah. So thank you for all of that and for inspiring your listeners. I can just hear the passion in your voice. And just for a little bit of background. So in 2009, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. And at that time, I had been misdiagnosed with lupus, Um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, dementia, um, just all sorts of things, early onset osteoarthritis, early onset perimenopause, like I was just precocious on a whole bunch of things. So they couldn't figure me out. Eventually, a friend of mine recommended her doctor to me who finally did do the correct Lyme test. And there really is only one out there in California and found out that it was indeed Lyme disease, which comes with a whole bunch of other slews of buddies like Bartonella and Babesia and stuff like that. But I won't go too deep into that. What happened for me was I thought at first that like, oh, cool. Now there's a name. I'm going to get cured. This is going to be awesome. Cause I was spending 16 to 18 hours in bed. I had little kids. 
I couldn't participate. I used to be that mom who was like the volunteer for every class thing. I went to every field trip. Um, even at church, they were always like, well, you need something done, go ask Vicki. So I sometimes ran sound. I painted, I did murals, I answered the phone during spring break. I gave up spring break once so that the the admin could go on spring break. Like everything that I did, I was just always all over the place. And all of a sudden, I couldn't do anything. And I felt like a loser mom. I felt like a loser wife. I couldn't even like scrub the toilet completely. Like it would be wipe the lid down, I'm exhausted. Take a shower, I'm exhausted. Cut some vegetables, I'm exhausted. And so I really felt like, you know, if there was no cure, what am I going to do? There were so many nights because the doctor was like, quit sending me stuff to check out. Some of these things are dangerous. Some of these things are bogus. Like quit bringing stuff to me. You need to accept that this is the way your life is going to be for the rest of your life. And I was like, crap, I'm not even 40 yet. You know, and I remember I called my sister and I was like, you know, if Lyme disease takes me, then you got to tell my kids because I wasn't able to teach them like I wanted to. I wasn't able to show them things like I wanted to. I couldn't have discussions. They learned to come home from school tiptoey quiet. Hmm. You know, my 22 year old now says to me, you know, the reason why he's so responsible is because he had to take care of his little brother. And that really hurts my heart. Like when he said that, I was like, what do you mean you took care of your brother? I took care of your brother. He's like, no, I took care of him. And that was a very recent conversation, actually. And um, anyways, through that time, I spent many nights just crying on the bathroom floor. I didn't want my husband to know how much I hurt, how desperate I felt. And I kept thinking, if this is how it is, I'm going to have to end it. I, I didn't want to not live, though. That wasn't the thing. It was that I just didn't want the pain. I didn't want to suffer. I didn't want to be brain foggy. I wanted to participate. I wanted to run and play with my kids. I had all these things. I thought about like future grandchildren. How would I ever play with them if I can't even get out on the floor right now and play with my kids? How was that going to happen? And so eventually I was like, okay, Vicki, you've got to make a decision about this. And I thought, you know, I've... I'm a smart person. Let me figure this out. You know, doctors aren't everything. And I started reading a bunch of books, people who had cured themselves of cancer, Crohn's, all sorts of things. I went to another doctor who suggested Rife Machine, and that opened my eyes to everything is a frequency. Mm. And it kind of, my brain just went, whoa, like what? I'm like, yes, I knew that if you rubbed, you know, a glass, it would have a high pitched sound that eventually glass would shatter. I knew that just from science and all that, but I didn't understand how that worked in the body and how it could permeate the cells in the body, how you could target different things. And then that just like opened a floodgates of all sorts of things that I started to learn law of attraction, your mind, you know, the mind, body, spirit connection, you know, just things that sometimes I would say school science people, like they don't really talk about because they think that it's not, founded, that it's wrong. Like you said, that sometimes Christians believe that it goes against God. There were so many times I thought, what is my church family going to think if they find out that I'm into sound healing, that I do tuning for? And that probably kept me from really showing up the way that I do now. Ironically, not a single one of my church friends has ever said anything to me 
about, I can't believe you're doing voodoo, Vicky. I can't believe that you <laughs> jumped off the deep end. And it could just be my personality. There's a little bit of like, don't mess with me in my personality yeah. as well. But I find it very ironic that I was so scared about that, but it also shows you how good those friends were, right? I get the, you're going against God and the emails that come in that are paragraphs long. I get those generally from random people, people who see my TikToks or my reels or see my posts. We do get plenty of those on my ads, <laughs> but we know, you know, that it, it does not go against God. God created everything. And if you believe that God created everything, he created it to vibrate. He created things to have a frequency. He gave us everything on this earth to be medicine, plants, essential oils, all of those things are medicine for us. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Yes. God is the great physician. If you truly believe those things and everything that he created is for our good, regardless of all the Bible verses that you can quote and all that stuff, if you have the foundational belief that God created everything, he created everything for our good. He is the great physician. How could you ever wonder if sound healing and vibrational healing and frequency healing goes against him? It wow. just came. But I feel like we can just like drop the mic right there, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I want you to keep introducing yourself. I, I just want to say one thing that you said that I literally wrote it down. Like you spoke to me, I, I might tear up because. I have been hiding for the last two years. And that's why I got that certification. Like maybe if I got the certification, I would feel more qualified. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are so many things that God showed me when I was healing through cancer to heal myself. I mean, I asked him, I meditated in his word for days when I first found out mm -hmm. and started my chemo process. And I knew it wasn't going to just be chemo. And they also said to me, Hey Blair, you only get one chance at chemo because I had a, a rare form of ovarian cancer. They'll only do it one time after that. It's like, you know, hopefully it works. So I knew that I was going to have to take some other steps, different directions. And I just felt like God showed up so many ways during that first week or two, like, okay, Blair, you need to get acupuncture. You need to look into sound. You need to look into meditation and journaling. And really I'd always been into affirmations, but like never had dived completely into like affirming the things that I wanted. And so you saying that you're literally speaking to me. So thank you so much for saying that. And I think there's a lot of women listening to this that hold back because we're worried about what other people will think or say or do. And then like, like you said, nobody has even said that in your circle. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. And, you know, I think we have a lot of fears and we come up with things to keep us in our comfort zone because sometimes the unknown is really scary. But then when you start doing the thing, you're just like, oh man, I wish I would have done this earlier. You know, I had um, fibroid surgery in 2021. And at that point I was book coaching. I was doing a lot of attraction and book coaching, intuitive writing, that kind of thing. Um, and many of my audience knew that I was really into this woo-woo space, but my front end of what I was promoting was very masculine, you know, write a book, help your entrepreneur journey, you know, um, get to bestseller. These are very masculine things, but behind the scenes, I would have people write me and go, okay, I know you're going to do, but are you going to also teach me law of attraction? Are we also going to do this other? I'm like, yeah, for sure. We did that behind the scenes. Cause you know, I, I love marketing. So you give them what they want and then you give them what they need. Right. So that's what I was doing, but it just wasn't so fulfilling 
I didn't want that written on my tombstone. I helped 118 people get to bestseller. And then I felt ungrateful. I felt, gosh, God has given me this gift. He's given me a love of words and writing. He's given me all these wonderful things that I can do and people that I can help. And there's this whole ripple effect that happens with that. How can I be so ungrateful to say, I don't want to do that anymore. And I want to do this instead. But then I interviewed Gay Hendricks. So he's the author. I of, love him. Uh, yeah. The Big Leap and The Genius Zone. And he was talking about how we tend to operate in our zone of excellence. So we're good at something. We're confident in it. We're good at it, right? So we just keep doing it. And people compliment and we feel good and we just keep doing it. But there's something about it that just doesn't fill our soul. It's not our calling, but we're just really awesome at it. And so you just keep doing it, keep doing it. And then you feel like, gosh, is this really all there is to life? You know, and that's when you're operating in that zone of excellence and you might have multiple zones of excellence, but then when you really operate in your zone of genius, that place where your heart is aligned, you feel joyful about it. You get up and you're like, oh my gosh, pinch me. I cannot believe that I get to do this in life. That is your zone of genius. That is what you're called to do. Those are the things that like, yes, I definitely want that put on my tombstone. You know, my, my purpose, my whole mission with life-changing energy as a business is to raise the world vibration, one healer at a time, however many healers I can touch, because then they are going to have a different ripple effect, right? You on this podcast, how many people are we sharing this with? That's awesome. You know, I never turn down somebody who wants me on their podcast because I don't know who it's going to touch. And I truly believe that nothing is an accident. We cross paths for a reason. I mean, that's biblical as well, you know, that God put you and me in a path to, to cross each other for a reason. Now we might not know what that reason is, but let's just step up to what we've been called to do, you know? So I think I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but, <laughs> um, the, the whole thing about, you know, being really aligned and really in that zone of genius and after my surgery, it just called to me and just kept calling to me. It's like, Vicki, you can't go back to this. You're burning out. You can't go back to the other. You're gonna. And there was a little voice in my head that just kept saying, Vicki, you can't keep going at this pace. You can't keep doing this. And I go after the next project. No, after the next thing, after the next thing, after the next thing. And luckily I had recovered enough from Lyme that I had energy, but I still have to maintain a lot of my day. I could only do so much. Um, I can only, you know, drive so far. I get a lot of sleep. I guard my sleep very, very like, don't mess with my sleep. I guard my sleep a lot because I know that if I don't have it, I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to ache. I'm not going to be able to function. Can't get through the day. But luckily for me, I'm also very efficient. I get a lot done during the day, even if I have less hours than other people, because I sleep so much. So, Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and for even sharing all that extra stuff, because I know that for me, it touched me, but I know it's going to touch thousands too. So thank you so much. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you found sound healing and how you use it to help your health. Yeah. So after that Rife machine, you know, then I realized, oh my gosh, everything is a frequency. I start going, wait, what? rocks have a frequency, you know, like crystals and all that stuff. And I started diving into that. And as I looked more and more into crystal healing elements, I guess you would call it, I came upon sound bowls and I'm like, wait a minute, sound bowls. Like I know about these things. I've heard about them, but oh my gosh, really? There's 
all these other healing pieces to it. It's not just the sound, it's the crystal itself. It's how much it is like our actual bodies. Like I started doing all this research and finding out the history. And of course they sound awesome. And I had to get a set and then I just became obsessed with them, you know, that, and then the tuning forks as well. Um, there's a specific Solveggio one that is good for pain. It's the 174 Hertz. And because I suffer a lot with pain, I was using that, um, for a lot of things. And then as well, I ended up getting a hemp mat that has all the chakra crystals. And I laid on that as a, my heating mat. Cause I had a different one. I had a Jade one at first that I was using, but then I wanted the one with all the crystals and all the negative ion PEMF and Voton and all that. So it just kind of became a, Oh, let me add this. Oh, what's that? Let me try that as well. Because everything was not prescribed by a doctor. You know, they're, they were kind of like, well, whatever, if you feel like it, it doesn't really matter, but I don't, you know, don't count on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I said, my other doctor was like, quit bringing me stuff. And I'm like, okay, fine. I just won't bring stuff to you anymore. I'm just going to try it out. I won't tell you about all the other crazy things I tried, but right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I, for me, it was just, let me find the solution to whatever it is. And I know as well that because the fibroids in the uterus, that's the sacral and my root, you know, there's a lot of, of blockages for me just from childhood growing up traumas, things that happened, you know, that, that part, cause I also have hip problems and, and, um, sciatica. And I often go for dry needling, which is sort of like acupuncture, but a little bit deeper. And that makes your muscle twitch. <laughs> it's kind of, yes, weird. I've done that too. <laughs> I love it. Cause it like, it, it helps reset the muscles and then I'm good for, you know, a few months after that. And I can do a lot more. And then of course my legs start tightening up again, but you know, I, I think the one thing that I find healers say a lot is, but you know, but I'm not all healed. I'm not all perfect. I'm not all, how could I possibly go help somebody else if I still have all these problems? Well, most of the time we coach or we are become healers on the things that we have experienced or the journey that we've gone through. You know, so I think that I attract people into my community who have had health problems, who have chronic pain, who, you know, not that I want people to have those issues, but that tends to be who I attract based on my story. And that's the thing that if people ask me about, I'm the best equipped to answer because I've gone through it before. If somebody asked me about cancer, I don't really know what to say. I have an experience that I don't feel like I would know as much as you would, mm -hmm. you know, so there are different things that I think we're called to help people with. And that's part of our journeys. And so for me, it was just, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And then it just became a whole thing now where I just want to collect everything. And my room is too small. And I'm like, ah, oh, where else can I put these things? And can I get another closet somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I, it's funny that uh, my birthday is in February and the tuning forks are on my uh, yeah, birthday yeah. list and what I want. Cause I know I keep buying more and more things, right? Um, and it's so fun. And I love that you said that, you know, it's so interesting to me because one of the things that my husband and I have both talked about a lot in the last year is like crystals and moons and that energy and all that. I mean, that is all biblical and I don't know where in translation it got turned into something else, yeah. but it's very interesting to me because as a, a former kindergarten teacher, I mean, it was a hundred percent definite that you could tell when there was a full moon, like the yeah. kids were off, things were not right, right in the classroom. Like we knew as teachers yeah. 
And I remember researching as a 22-year-old why. And I remember finding because of the water in our body and the tide being pulled. And I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I live very close to the ocean. And I remember learning that and understanding it. And then somehow over the years, learning about the moons and crystals became woo-woo, right? Or like not in my faith, which is so not true because they literally come from the earth and who created the earth? God. And he has a perfect plan for every little thing, including the ant, the mosquito, everything, right? Right. Even the things that seem mundane to us. So I love that you brought that up. Nothing that he created was a mistake. The things that he knit together wasn't a mistake. He put them together in that way. And I think to answer your question, why it became um, bad is I believe it's because of the worship of false gods Mm. and then people using false altars and using these in in ways that wasn't meant to be used. And then all of a sudden that got associated with you know, so if you're Christian and you're still worshiping God and all of this is for his glory and everything that you are do is doing is guided by your faith and all the things that he's done for us, then you just have to make sure that you're not crossing over that line. Right. Right. Because there is a line. There's there are those people who have those circles and things, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that scare me. They do. They scare me, and it's something that you know. I realized that when I wanted to be in this niche and wanted to full out share, that there would be people who are like, "Oh, that's what you're doing." Well, no, then you don't understand what it is that I'm doing because that is completely something else. Right. And honestly, I mean, it's so funny that you say that because if you think back to like these gods that people created back in the, you know, and even still today, but back like in Romans times and Babylonians, I mean, they were based on nature. So it makes sense that people would take something from nature and create it into their own God, right? But guess what? TV can be a God. Working out can be a God. Your children can become a God, right? If you're putting those as idols before the one true God, anything can really be an idol. So I love that you said that. Thank you. Um, And then for people who are like, okay, what is sound healing? Like I hear you, you say it's a frequency. It helped you to feel better, but like, what is it? Yeah. So how, how can I say this the best way? So everything in the world, everything that's out there has a, has a frequency, there's a frequency that it should be at, and there's a frequency where it's off. So in our bodies, we have a chakra system. Um, There are seven main chakras. There are, you know, really over a hundred, if you go major, minor and all that stuff, but we generally talk about the seven main chakras. And when those are blocked, different things can occur in your life, or you might notice pains or mental things. Like it just, it, It doesn't matter if it's mind, body, or spirit, something, maybe an indication that it's blocked. Your organs have certain frequencies that it vibrates as at well. So, you know, the whole scientific thing that, you know, things that, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm not a scientist, but, you know, things that are close together, start vibrating together. Right. Um, And that's what happens. So sound will permeate into your cells And like the singing bowls, for instance, or the tuning forks have a certain frequency that's supposed to be targeted towards that particular chakra or ailment, if you want to call it that. And it will help bring that back into alignment. 
And then when all of your chakras, which are energy wheels are in alignment, then you will feel freer. You'll feel clearer. Um, you'll feel more yourself. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. If somebody's not really experienced it, it's like you, you all of a sudden feel like, whoa, wait a minute. It's clear. I'm me, I'm me again, because I think most of us can tell when something's blocked. Um, a good example, like a good example that I think a lot of people may relate to is like a blocked throat chakra. How often do we not speak up? And then how do we feel when we let somebody walk over us or we do the people pleaser thing and don't say no, when we really want to say no, how does that feel? Right. And that's where you're blocking that communication, your self-expression. And that's a block chakra as well. So that feeling is kind of like a feeling of being, you know, blocked. And when you can fully express yourself, when you can start saying what you mean, you just have this freeing feeling, you know, and that is a fully, you know, flowing chakra. So hopefully that's, that's a good explanation. Yes, absolutely. And if you guys are listening, you're like, I don't even know what that means, or I don't know what chakra means. I mean, feel free to reach out to me. I actually made um, my own chart with Bible verses that go with each chakra, like just for cool. me, because I wanted it. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to see that, I want to see how, you know, the chakra relates to our body and how that energy. And that's the other thing too, like chakras used to scare me. And then I realized like, oh, it's just a part of your body where it's easy for there to be a blockage because mm -hmm. we are energy, right? And so energy should be flowing constantly through us. And when you have a blockage, then it's not flowing properly, which again, any of you have heard me talk before about my illness. I, I will never forget. Somebody asked me, why do you think that God gave you cancer? She said, I want you to journal about it for a week. It was actually um, my lymphatic massage therapist. She just said, I have this feeling I'm supposed to ask you this. Do you mind if I ask you? She asked me, I took it home. I journaled for a week and God made it so clear. He was like, you have been living in your masculine and you need to get into your feminine. And when I looked back at why I was living in my masculine, you know, my husband and I went through a bankruptcy. Then we went through his addiction. I had to pull up my panties and go get a job and make a lot of money for us so that he could get healed and then start his own business in real estate so that he could work when it was good for him so that he could stay in the right mind space to be healthy and strong. And during that time, I picked up the role of the more masculine energy in our home. And this was a gift from God as hard as it was to number one, get back even stronger in my walk with him. Because anytime I go through something hard, he is there. It's so evidently okay. right compared to when things are great. And then second to switch the roles in our home. And my husband really took over without me even realizing it and became that the masculine energy in our home. And I went back to the feminine and boy, our marriage, our fame, everything is better. And I already thought it was good, but it is like 20 times better than it ever was before. So I am, I, it's interesting because I know sometimes when people hear stuff like this, they don't really understand, or you hear trauma can create illness. This is what we're talking about. If your body's not flowing properly, the energy's not flowing properly, you do have blockages. And then those blockages can create growth of cells that are irregular and you don't want that. So yeah. I love that. And so interesting that you're talking about that. Number one, my husband's a realtor too. <laughs> during so COVID, yeah, during COVID, uh, he was let go of his 20 year job and he became a real estate agent in the meantime. And I was very much in my masculine too. I went through many of the same questions. Why do I have fibroids? 
they're in my uterus. I had 10 golf ball size fibroids in my uterus. It took them eight hours to get them all out. It was supposed to take an hour and a half to two hours. And every time they took one out, they found another one behind it. And they took that out and they found another one behind it. And I asked myself the same questions because that sacral is that area of creativity. It's, you know, um, that place where it's all the reproductive organs, right? So that feminine flow and all of that stuff, I asked myself the same things. And I was very much taught at a young age that, you know, you don't want to depend on somebody. You need to take care of yourself. You need to, you know, always have your extra bank account that your husband doesn't know about in case you ever have to leave, you know, stuff like that. So I grew up very much like, I'll just take care of that and I'll take care of that and I'll take care of that. And our roles, I really found that I just, man, Vicki, why are you so domineering, <laughs> you know? And my husband let me, you know, because he doesn't have a spirit of confrontation. So he just let me. And I noticed too, just like you said, when I go back into that feminine role and I let him be the leader, I say let, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I look to him as the lead for my household things go so much better because that's the way it's supposed to be. He plays the male role. I play the female role. That doesn't mean that I don't have a masculine part because I, I get things done, man. <laughs> and that's masculine. And it's not to say that men don't have a feminine side either because he can be sensitive. So, you know, please don't take that to mean like we all just have to be in feminine flow and everything because you'll never get anything done that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a beautiful example, though. And I can totally relate because that was the kind of house I grew up in, too. And I'm so thankful. I see now and I understand why. Right. They yeah. wanted you to be able to take care of yourself and never have to be, you know, somebody leave you in your on your own. You have nothing. So I get it. But it did put me in that space of feeling like I always had to be the one in control and making yep. sure that I made everything perfect, which is also a false representation of life. Like nothing, you can't force things to be a certain way. So yeah. um, I love that you shared that. So for people who are listening in today, and uh, Vicki, I'm going to have to ask you back because I think we need a whole episode on law of attraction too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, and also about how you built your business, because if you guys go to the show notes, find Vicki, she's life-changing energy. Is it lifechangingenergy.com? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Go there guys and check her out because she has all kinds of courses, uh, passive courses that you can take. And that was for me, like such a beautiful thing to learn that like, this is a pretty new business for you and you have exploded and it gave me hope. It gave me excitement. It gave me uh, this energy that like, I already knew God was calling me to something, but to see you do it, you know, seeing others pave the way is just makes me more excited about the path that I'm on. So thank you. And if you guys are looking for information, about what Vicky does or more about her, go check out the show notes. I'll put in there her Facebook, her Instagram, her website, all the things so you can check her out and all of her information. And Vicki, we are so thankful that you joined us today. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you too. I mean, I could have gone on, I think for another 10 hours. I know. So, me too. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks thank for you having me. so much. If you have not hit the subscribe button to Bless Mama Boss's podcast, will you do that? Will you hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think about this episode. We hope you have a great day and make it a great day for others.